You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and this is a live special Two Robbies podcast here in Philadelphia, uh, right outside City Hall, and we have a very special guest. Thanks for joining, Mr. Ian Wright. Thanks, Robbies. Mr. Ian Wright's an awesome legend, Robbie Musto. He's also a Hall of Fame inductee, Robbie Musto. He's also a ball, I know ball, what ball, football ambassador, <laughs> Robbie Musto. His name is Mr. Ian Wright, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Thanks, 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 guys. Righty, we, we, we're going to start with Arsenal. Yes. Because you're top of the league. Yep. You've won nine games out of ten. You've got the job done today, maybe not as pretty as other yep. times. What's different about this Arsenal this time around? Balance. They've got a balance. He's got the team he wants now um, in the way he wants to play. What Jesus and Zinchenko give us is amazing. Not just their, the way they play. They're both like two players, each in two different positions. Like Jesus does that left and centre forward. And he does them both better than Lacazette and Aubameyang used to do them in the, the two positions. And Zinchenko could do that left side and that midfield. And then the experience they bring as well. And then all that's done now is kind of... It, like Xhaka it's elevated Xhaka because he's yeah. now pushed more far, further forward then you've got Erdogan who's got that and Thomas Party, that lovely but it's just like there's balance all the way through the team and the way they want to play that all, all I'm seeing with Arsenal now is that they're playing with a lot of confidence it's changed at the ground now the fans are involved the Ashburton army and what's happening is they're just so confident because what would happen before is people put a lot of pressure on Thomas Party or Erdogan and then they won't be able to get the ball into those areas to get our forwards going. But now they're playing with confidence. One touch, bam, 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 and they're getting through people. And they're showing resilience when they go away to a place like Leeds who haven't lost there all season. Can you give us a sort of sense of the, the surprise maybe of the quality of William Saliba and what he's done defensively? Uh, right, I mean, he's, he's changed that, that back four, hasn't he? Rob, Robbie, I, honestly, Rob, I can't. We always we knew that he was a good player because they got I think him and Fafana from the same place with Saint yeah, Etienne, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when Fafana came over, Leicester put him straight in at 18, and we were we were all saying, well, why can't Saliba go? And they were playing together them two, and we're thinking, wow, they must that must have been some centre half pairing. But then we let him out on loan, and we let him out on loan again, and then they let him out on loan again. And so we're thinking, well, if he's good enough, when we gonna when we gonna get him? And then yeah. obviously in his last season at Marseille. You know, he's young player of the year. He's broke into the, broke into the national team. And when you watch him now, apart from last, the, the Liverpool against the Liverpool game, where you see him step. You remember when you saw him yeah, step yeah. inside? It was really yeah. strange. It's the only mistake I've seen him make yeah. for a 21-year-old. But honestly, we're all very surprised. But at the same time, we're pleasantly, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised yep. <laughs> because he is by far one of the best players the centre-halves in the Premier League at the moment. Right, you talk to me a little bit about Bakaya Saka, because I, I read somewhere that he's got two heroes, you and Thierry Henry. He's, he's, he's just developing his game. Mm. And, and just on, on to that, are you involved at all? Do you, do you, do you mentor any of these young, young stars yeah, now? I, you know, the thing is, I speak to him a lot, you know, especially like DM stuff and just like WhatsApp stuff, and you just speak and just keep people going. You know, I mean, obviously after the Euros, it was a really tough time for him. It's a very sensitive time for him with everything that went on. But, like, 
the way he, I remember he said to me, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them I want to take penalties. And I said, Ow. do that, yeah. do it. I said, you step up for that first one. You make sure that you're ready. You do your practice, practice the penalties, know the penalty you're going to take. Know your second penalty, because you, you can't just have one. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have a second. And I said, know that, but like, he has got no problem in taking that responsibility. And remember, if, every, if things went the other way for him, just imagine, he could have been the one that scores the winning penalty for England to win the Euros. That's the yeah. responsibility and, and the esteem. Yeah. Yeah. And the esteem that they hold him in. So, of course, you speak to all of them. Martinelli, you speak to all, all of those guys. They all, they all, at some stage, will get in touch. But I'm just pleased. I'm just pleased to be a fan of Arsenal right now and the way Mikel, with the patience and, to say, with the, with the owners, they've given him the opportunity. But to get the team what he wants, get the team what he wants. Listen, I know I've heard you say earlier today about what they might do this season. And I know what you're going to say. Top oh. four was the, yeah. the was the kind of the target. But how long? I mean, four point gap now. The mm. way that they're playing, it doesn't look like they're going to lose a game or drop many points. Mm. Percentage chance that in May mm. they're right up there, close to the very very top. Yeah. What do you reckon? Do you think they can well, keep it going right into well, that what, long? Well, what we saw last season, we could have gone into that. We could have got into the Champions League if we'd beaten Tottenham and Newcastle. And what I think we saw there was naivety and a little bit of inexperience. I think yeah. they learned a lot from that. But yeah. you know what? I'd love to see us now. Now we're four points clear. They know what they've got to do. You know what you've got to do? You've got to win your next game, make sure that away from them you don't lose it. Because what we've seen with City and Liverpool is that they've both been able to write, we've done our bit, let's see what they do next week. So now we've got to see what Arsenal do next week in their next league game because they've got to keep the pressure on because then City have to keep winning. So we've not seen Arsenal in this scenario. No. So this is where it gets interesting. This is where, as a fan, you're very excited about it because going to Leeds, I was thinking I'll take a point. Main thing is not to lose, but to win and then City lose like that, that's how, that's how the league gets exciting. That's yeah. an amazing game yeah. today. Yeah, it's a brilliant story for the league, brilliant for Arsenal yeah. and Mikel Arteta. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Let's move it to Anfield, where the big game was this weekend. Yeah. All eyes was, was on Liverpool. Former pros have been talking like Liverpool are broken, they can't fly anymore, all that came out. And then we saw Liverpool. What, what was at the base of Liverpool winning today? What was the most important thing they had to do today? I think there was a, there's a much more to give and a belief about them. But one of the things I saw more than anything else was Mo Salah being more inside. He played as a striker. He played, yeah. he played right exactly. the top. Yeah. Being more inside. I thought that the, the, start, the start of the season, you've seen him and he's been... Very wide, almost too wide. Yeah. You know, not being able to yeah, get across. Trent's uh, been coming inside. Ex exactly, him, stuff, exactly. Yeah. So he's leaving space. Whereas Mo Salah should be in and where he's because, like, the goal what they goal what Liverpool scored is all about. We know that, like, we know that um, Allison can make that pass yeah, for him, but yeah. it's poor play from Cancelo. We have to yeah. make, make that right. But Mo being there is what enabled him to be able to get the mistake out of Cancelo. You know, I think that Liverpool, they just seemed a little bit more compact to what they were yeah, doing. Yeah. And obviously at Anfield, with the energy and what they were doing, and let's make no mistake, City missed some great chances. I think Erlen Ireland had some really good chances. The header, the one when he miskicked it because he's he a little bit too far away from it. But they had chances as well. But I thought that Liverpool 
were a lot more compact in what they were doing, especially defensively. I think Gomez done very well today. Yeah. Gomez, Gomez, Gomez and Van Dijk were yeah. superb yeah. dealing with the. Milner, the, Milner the did, didn't do, do too much wrong. No, 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 he done well because the uniform that that's somewhere they would have targeted, yeah. but he done well. Do you know what's interesting? I think the Mo Salah conversation is interesting because yeah. when when Darwin Nunes plays, mm. he wants to play as a nine and he wants to run in behind. Yeah. You know, before you think about last season, Firmino's dropping deep. Yeah. Um, Mo Salah's coming inside so and Manic doing the same thing. So he's taking his space. So he's probably going to stay wide because Nunes is making that move. Nunes came into the game on the left-hand yeah. side. Yeah. Salah stayed up there, yeah. and he could have had two goals. He, he went through have. twice. So that yeah. may be something. Maybe we'll see Mo Salah play as a nine more often. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Nunes yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. well, pleasure. Interested in this one, right? Because you were obviously a great goal scorer. We all played against you. We all had our moments. But when Mo Salah's on a not very good run, you, you've gone two, three, maybe four yeah. games without a goal. He's a striker. Are you thinking about working harder? Are you thinking about just being in the spot? What, what goes through a, a striker's mind in those situations? In those situations, what you've got to do, Robin, you speak to Al, you speak to any of the strikers, you've just got to keep doing the things what get you into the positions to score because what happens is if you stop going in there, that's when you will lose confidence because when you get into the position, you're a bit afraid. You've got to still do the same things in training. You've got to be not... It's a really tough one because you can't be afraid to miss. It's like, for instance, you look at Mo. Yes, he scored the goals against Rangers, but he's not scored the goals that we've seen up to no. this point. No. So when he goes through in that, that first one, what was a magnificent yeah. save yeah, yeah. from Edison, which people didn't realise, they thought he missed it. So when he goes through for the second one, from the distance, there's a lot to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So what, <laughs> it's, what I see from Mo and what you see is a world-class striker that's like, I'm in total control of this situation. And what he does, every single touch up to... Um, Edison was brilliant. So what happens is that the goalkeeper, you remember, has got to be... And this is what you have to look at. Goalkeepers are looking for you to make the touch where they can come out and... Yeah, and, and yeah bounce. Yeah. He didn't make any bad touches. Yeah, so yeah, in yeah. the end, it looked like a very simple finish. And what you've got to do in training is that, first, you can't be afraid to miss, and then you've just got to keep doing what's, what you do. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Just uh, swinging it to over to Manchester City, Ian... I think it's still probably everybody's favourites to win the yeah. title this year, and people have said it's like they're going to, you know, it's, everybody else is playing for second place. Liverpool could have had three or four goals yeah. today. Yeah. Now, we've had this chat on this on our podcast, and of course they've been dominant in the Premier League, but in the Champions League, my kind of point is they just they leave themselves vulnerable at the highest level against the best players, they give up chances. And yes. of course, the latter stage of the Champions League, there's great teams out there, and they get punished. Mm. I, mean, I guess it's I guess more of a Champions League question, but are they ever going to change that? Is he ever going to be be a little bit more defence-minded at certain moments in certain games to get what the desired outcome? I, I don't know, Rob, simply because we've seen in the past um, Pep tinker around with his team. Yeah, yeah. I personally do not feel that the defence, what he's got, whichever two he puts out, are good enough yeah. at the highest very, level very highest against height. the highest level to be two-on-two two at the back like that. Yeah. I yeah. thought, like, you see Cancelo coming in and making that mistake... In the Champions League, you will be punished. We know that they've got Erlen Haaland up the top now who will score goals out of nothing. Like I say, should have scored today. But defensively, if they leave themselves that bare, they will be punished. And we've yeah, seen that. Yeah. We've seen that before. Oh, oh, every season. And that's the, and that's the thing. We, we know that they've got Erlen Haaland. He started amazingly. Yeah. But when you get to the top end with them, yeah. that Champions League, you can't make the mistakes, the amount of mistakes they made today. Liverpool should have scored a couple. Let's just talk generally about the league before we wrap it up here and, yeah. and, and get your thoughts on Philadelphia. But... You said something interesting. We were having a, a beer the other night, and you said something interesting. It really stuck with me when you said, if I was playing now, mm. you'd get frustrated or... Because you were a gambler who looked yeah. too hard to go yeah. over the top and get played in it, and that's not the way football's played now. Not now. 
Would you fit in? Would you actually change your game? Would you still have got the goals you, you, you got? Well, the thing is, one thing, Rob, I wouldn't be able to do that inverted striker thing. Thier yeah. Thierry kind of like came and done. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a straight up number nine striker middle, yeah. playing off the big guy or whatever it is. And my main asset was the pace and running and bending that run and making that run. And when I'm looking, this is why the, with the VAR, it's like it's a nightmare for me. And I think they probably take away half of my goals because the runs you have to make, yeah. you're looking for... You're bending your run with your yeah. body still yeah. shaking. And now you can get called offside with your shoulder and yeah, stuff like that. No, so yeah, yeah. when I see it now, I look at it, Rob, I think, I'm, I'm probably not going to do as well as I've probably yeah, done. I don't think past. I would have. Also, I think teams and midfield players don't look for that ball over the top no. that they used to. So you're going to no. do your runs. Yeah, and you don't you're gonna get, get it. up because the yeah. ball isn't going to come. It's not coming. Yeah. It's not coming. So it's, it I, like I say, Rob, it would have been, um, been difficult for me to play yeah. in this time. Listen, we, we could speak to you all night. We've we just got to get, get your thoughts on your first fan fest, yeah. Philadelphia, soccer here, football yeah. here in, in, in the US. You know something? Um, I'm a massive, massive fan of the fans here because they're so committed. You've seen what it's like yesterday and today, how committed they are, the queues, what time they're queuing up from, how much love they've got for their team, the love they've got for every other, like me and Al, you know what I mean? They, you know, I've got Tottenham fans, West Ham fans, Chelsea fans just giving pure love. It was really nice to be a part of it. And like with Philadelphia, I remember like people saying, oh, you're wearing like the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I watched a film called Invincible, Mark Wahlberg, about yeah, yeah. Vin, Vin, um, Vinny, um, Vinny Pagali. And it was where they just picked a guy out of the streets, gave him trials. He ended up playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I liked the Philadelphia Eagles because of that. Mm. But I didn't realize, like, you know, it was the place of, the place of brotherly love and everything. Yeah. And so when you come and it was everybody's all brilliant and all the fans are all great and that, it's, I didn't expect it to be as no. nice as it's been. You know what I mean? Because you, in England you can't you can't do that. You can't have that many fans no. congregated and, no. and feel, feel not anxious. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's been magnificent. It's something I tell you. Watching you guys doing the work <laughs> is too chaotic, man. I'd rather watch it than be on the, be yeah. on the show. Well, it, it was better because of you being here. Thank you, yeah, Mr. Eli. Rob is a pleasure. 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 Thank you. Pleasure. The legend is team, right? Cheers, guys. You're the best. Listen, we'll, we'll be back with our next podcast midweek on Wednesday when there's a big match Manchester United play Spurs. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty. This was our special guest, Ian Wright. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.